Hey, it's JJ Gatto. Did you watch the Oscars? I didn't either, and neither did anybody else. We'll talk about that train wreck. Ironically, it was set in a uh, train station. Plus, we got news on 90 Day Fiancé and a lot more coming up next on This Week in the Pop Culture Feed. Seven days in the celebrity world. All here. It's JJ Gatto. This Week in the Pop Culture Feed. This week's episode is entitled The Oscars Cured My Insomnia. I'm J.J. Gatto. Yeah, I'm serious in the title of it because I will tell you, I watched about 30 minutes of the uh, 2021 Oscars, and it was done not at the Kodak Theater in downtown Los Angeles or downtown Hollywood, I should say, but actually at Union Station. It is a train station that is famous for being the setting in many movies. They thought it would be a cool thing to do it. Well, the reality is that uh, that train station is also a homeless shelter, and uh, unfortunately, some of the Oscar uh, crew members got mugged. It, it was, you know, that was a bad sign for the Oscars. They squandered a great opportunity, and uh, it wasn't good. Let's just say after 30 minutes, I had to change the channel and uh, put on 90 Day Fiance. It was a lot more entertaining, I'll say. We'll talk about that later on. So the ratings for the show... Well, I hope they uh, learned their lesson because uh, the ratings were less than 10 million. It was over 15 million last year. And matter of fact, 10 years ago, it was over 30 million watching the Oscars, the lowest rated Oscar show ever. It doesn't help that uh, everybody was talking politics, starting with Regina King, talking about the uh, Derek Chopin, George Floyd trial, saying that she would trade her heels for boots Oh, I got to tell you, don't mix entertainment and politics. It's a lethal and really bad combination. And many others were just, you know, spouting, you know, whatever they want to spout about. Hey, they have a right to say it. But, you know, when I'm watching the Oscars and want to escape into the fantasy movie world, I don't want to hear about your politics. Thank you very much. And so does a lot of other people. Hence why uh, the ratings were abysmal, to say the least. And now it's back to the drawing board for the Oscars because they have a whole lot of work to do, to say the least, on that one. And it doesn't help that uh, Glenn Close decided to do an old uh, dance from the 80s from the movie Do the Right Thing. Or not Do the Right Thing, uh, School Days with Spike Lee, The Butt. You may want to YouTube that one. It's uh, it's hard for you to explain it, but uh, yeah, it's a dance where you're just shaking your ass, okay? Anywho, it was just a total embarrassment for the... Uh, producers of the Oscars, I, I, it's, I, I can't describe how bad it was. And I was just flipping through a few times and I'm like, yeah, I'm going back to a 90 Day Fiance. So anyway, as far as the big winners, Nomadland, starring Frances McDormand, and it was directed by Chloe Zhao, won for Best Picture, also Best Actress for Frances McDormand, and also Best Director for Chloe Zhao, becoming the first Asian female to win an Oscar for Best Director. And looking at some of the previews of it, it is a very interesting movie, and I may have to end up watching it with uh, my wife there. Now, here's a sign that the Oscars was a complete cluster. Usually, the last award of the night is Best Picture. It actually got relegated to the second-to-last award. They left the Best Actor Award as the final award of the night. And the reasoning behind it, because everybody thought that the late Chadwick Boseman was going to take the Oscar for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Unfortunately, it went to Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins won his 
Anthony won his second Oscar for his role in the movie The Father. And I will tell you from seeing some of the clips of that movie, he deserved that Oscar. He was amazing. But the 83-year-old was as shocked as anybody else that he won the Oscar. In a pre-taped acceptance speech, he said that he was absolutely honored to receive the Academy Award and also paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who said he was gone way too early. And then the show just abruptly ended. If that wasn't a sign of how much of a cluster the Oscars were, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, like I said, the Oscars got a whole lot of work to do for next year. And just a couple of years from now, the 100th Academy Awards is about to happen. They better get their you-know-what right. Because if that show is an abomination, it'll be like this year's Grammys, the Emmys, the Tonys, and any other award show. It'll just fall right into irrelevancy. Oh, and uh, by the way, if you're wondering about some of the other winners... Her, the R&B singer, she already got a Grammy. Now she has an Oscar. She won for Best Original Song. Yoon Yo Jung won for Best Supporting Actress in Minari. Daniel Kaluuya won for Judas and the Black Messiah for Best Supporting Actor. And Best Animated Feature, Soul. That was a great Disney movie. But not discounting all of the winners, and there were quite a few great ones out there. But the big story is that uh, this uh, disaster of the Oscar show pretty much overshadowed all everybody and everything and it's uh unfortunate oh now one more thing Derek bozeman chadwick's younger brother said that uh, the family's not upset that chadwick didn't win the oscar matter of fact chadwick says he didn't put much value on the oscars which is very surprising he also gave big shout out to anthony hopkins they said that uh, all the actors that were nominated in that category were amazing and chadwick would be honored to be in the same company as somebody like Anthony Hopkins. And like I said, they gave much love, and they said that uh, if Chadwick did win, Anthony would, in fact, be very gracious to Chadwick as well. And I think that's a very, very gracious thing, because I know there was a lot of people that were not very happy about Chadwick losing. And matter of fact, some people uh, kind of pushed it too far, using the race card and all that. I'm like, come on, really? I think a lot of people were predicting that it was a possible upset for Anthony Hopkins because he did an amazing job in The Father, as much as Chadwick did an amazing job in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. But nonetheless, big props for the Bozeman family for their very gracious response to what happened last Sunday night. So there's this new reality show that is a total train wreck, just as big of a train wreck as the Oscars, uh, kind of. Also, did uh, Troy from High School Musical get any plastic surgery? I'll tell you why he may or may not have. It's all coming up next on This Week in the Pop Culture Feed. JJ Gatto, This Week in the Pop Culture Feed. Okay, so what in Blue Blazing's going on with Zac Efron? There was a Zoom call with him, and uh, let's just say his uh, cheeks were a little puffier. Now, some people have been saying that he had some plastic surgery. I saw the pictures, and I could see why people say it, but uh, let me explain a couple things. This is from the website Distractify. They did talk to a couple of plastic surgeons, and they said, no, they do not believe Zach went under the knife. They do believe that he may have gotten some uh, lip or jaw injections, you know, to make him look a little puffier. I believe he was uh, gaining some weight, you know, the old fashioned way, eating a little too much. 
Also, another doctor said that there's another reason why his cheeks are a little uh, swollen, we'll say. Maybe he had some uh, dental surgery. In other words, wisdom teeth. Thank God I have not had mine taken out. Knock on wood on that one. But the doctors do say that uh, over time, and it's not a permanent thing, his uh, cheeks will go back to normal. So for all of you fans of Troy from High School Musical, you can calm down now. We'll talk about 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After in just a second, but I got to tell you about the show called Extreme Sisters. These are the same people that created the shows Smothered and I Love a Mama's Boy. And I'm telling you, this show is a bigger train wreck than the Oscars, especially for a set of twins from Australia by the name of Anna and Lucy DeSunk. And they do everything together. What do you mean by that? Well, they dress the same. They complete each other's sentences. And also, they want to experience everything together. Like when one was at the dentist and needing a root canal, the other one wanted to get a root canal. And (laughs) it it gets worse for these uh, 35-year-old identical twins from Perth, Australia. They also share the same boyfriend. He's a, a mechanic by the name of Ben. And they both want to have a baby. They both want to be pregnant at the same time by uh, Ben. Uh, (laughs) This is just taking uh, being twins just a little too far. I was watching this with my wife and all I could do, the both of us was just our jaws were wide open because how two two twins can be like that. I, I just have no words for it. So wrapping up with 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After, a new season. Some of the couples from last season's 90 Day Fiance, which just ended a few weeks ago, are on this edition of Happily Ever After, like Mike and Natalie, Jovi and Yara, Brendan and Julia, just to name a few. And oh boy, I'll tell you, there's going to be some interesting times with this show. Now, I will tell you the first two or three episodes are pretty much all filler. So let me just catch up with you on this one. We'll start off with Brandon and Julia. They're heading to Las Vegas. Julia loves the city. Brandon, you know, he's kind of, you know, taking his time, chill. He has a new job. He has more money. And, you know, they're going to get ready to move out. Julia wants a big city. Brandon, well, you know, I think Brandon wants to stay near his parents. I understand but, uh, I think is a time to uh, fly the nest. Vegas, I think is a little too much, but I think, you know, there's some nice big cities on the East Coast for uh, Brendan and Julia to live in and not far from uh, their parents' house in Virginia. Libby and Andre are back. Andre has his real estate license and he wants to work for Elizabeth's dad's company. You know, there's going to be a lot of resistance, especially from his brother-in-law, Charlie, which ever since the wedding in Moldova, They have not spoken to each other. And, you know, there's going to be some animosity between Charlie and Andre. And now you can add Elizabeth and Jen to this one. Jen is kind of siding with Andre, but you never know. I mean, you know, there's drama with uh, Elizabeth's family right there. Also, Mike and Natalie, they've been married. They're in a rough spot. But uh, let's just say that uh, Natalie's still mad that uh, Mike will not wear a ring. And that's just the least of the problems. Mike just wants, Natalie just wants to control Mike. End of story on that one. Kalani and Asuelu, they're looking for a new house. Hopefully it will save their marriage, which I think is a dumb idea. And also, there's talks about another kid. You know where this is going, especially with Asuelu's uh, sister. 
Yep, she's still the uh, supposed, well, you know, B.I., you got the rest of the letters right there. And Angela and Michael, they're back for this season, unfortunately, because of COVID. They're still married, but they haven't seen each other in seven months. And also, Angela is uh, doing weight loss surgery, something that Michael is not a fan of and doesn't even approve of it. His reasonings, and I get his reasonings, one, he likes Angela the way she is, and two, you know, being from Nigeria, you know, the medical system in Nigeria, not that great, and he's afraid that, you know, Angela may die. I get his fears and all that, but I also get Angela's uh, concerns. She wants to be the sexy wife for Michael, wants to lose weight. She's tired of being overweight. You get the idea. So there's going to be a lot of conflict about that for this season of 90 Day Fiance. And if you've seen pictures of Angela on social media, she looks absolutely great. We haven't heard any about Mike, but we haven't heard yet Michael's reactions to them. That's where things are going to get interesting. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Pillow Talk is back on And oh, another good thing about the Happily Ever After, Pillow Talk is back. I love that show. Uh, Stephanie from uh, The Other Way, from the last season of that show. She's on the show with her mother, Magda, and also Kenny and Armando. I love those guys. I thought they were a great couple on the show. Also, you got, of course, you got Dave and Annie. You got Veronica and Tim. And also another one of my favorites because they're not far from where I used to live in South Florida, Lauren and Alex, along with their son, Shy, and uh, soon-to-be baby number two. Oh, yes, Sunday nights, all wonderful again. That's going to do it for this week in the Pop Culture Feed. Thank you so much for spending a little time with me. Hit me up on the Twitter and Instagram at JJ Got the Radio. Also, share this on your social media. Greatly appreciated. Join me next time as we look at the trending stories in Hollywood and beyond on This Week in the Pop Culture Feed. Until then, I'm JJ Gatto. Stay blessed and stay awesome. <laughs>